Welcome to the Church and Stuff Podcast, where we share the victorious gospel of Jesus Christ and talk about how you can be victorious in and over the stuff in your life. Church and Stuff is a podcast of Victorious Living Church in Grove City, Ohio. Check us out on the web at blcc.tv. We hope you enjoy this podcast and that victory becomes reality in every area of your life. All right. Well, this is Church and Stuff. I am Pastor Brett Powell. Today I have with us Max Perez from Legacy Church in New York. And uh, we're here talking today. Today's first ever Stuff episode is called Family Matters Part One. And so, uh, Max, how about you just tell everybody who you are and uh, introduce yourself. Some of the people at Victoria's Living are already familiar with you, but refresh them real quick. Um, I, my name is Max. I am pastoring out here in beautiful, sunny today, Albany, New York. Um, been out here for, I'm originally from Ohio, so Cleveland, uh, Ohio area, go Browns, OHIO all day, Brent. Um, and yeah, I moved out here a couple of years, right before COVID with my family to uh, pastor a church out here. And uh, it's been fun. It's been challenging. I've been married going on 15 years this year. I have a girl that's going to be 10. She's a Taekwondo beast. <laughs> and I got a, a three-year-old who's the princess of the bunch. I have a puppy and I have my 20-year-old niece uh, living with us as well from Ohio. So um, I like comics. I like Marvel. I like reading. I'm um, a recent workout nut. So I'm, I'm get, trying to get myself back in shape. But... <laughs> That's a little bit about me. I hear you. We're, yeah, we're at that age. People keep asking me. They're like, you hit Planet Fitness? And I was like, do I look like I hit Planet Fitness? The only thing <laughs> I do is I lift kids up and chase them around. That's pretty much the, the extent of my life. But um, yeah, yeah we, uh, we got to know each other several years back through uh, MFI and uh, Network of Churches and Relationship. And so you've been a great friend of mine for many years now and uh, one of my favorite preachers and, and uh, one of the best people I know in the world. But uh, wanted to talk today about, obviously, families. And families, I think we know biblically, families are the first ministry that God created, right? Right out the get, like, hey, uh, they started being fruitful, multiplying. Family came along, Cain and Abel. We see uh, some instant things happen there. But um, in 2023, family is um, it's changing, brother. It's changing, and our world is changing. And uh, I wanted to get on today and just for a few minutes talk about um, how you do family in 2023 as a pastor, as a born-again believer, and how you walk your kids through that without forcing your faith on them, but helping them to discover the love that you and I know uh, that's found only in Jesus Christ. So maybe just share that a little bit. That's a good question. I, um, for me, I, hmm. so um, I wasn't a PK, so I didn't grow up in church. Uh, I got saved later. So now that I am a pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing all the statistics on PK but just in being a Christian period and raising your kids in a Christian environment, because I didn't grow up in a Christian environment is a challenge in and of itself. But I think um, for me, uh, I do not force my kids. I don't force my faith on my kids. I want them to see it and catch it. Um, I do, I do value the house of God. I do value um, the word of God. I do value family time. Uh, I value the kingdom principles, things that Jesus taught, um, but I don't make my kids memorize verses or um, 
have, you must have your devotional today. No, I suggested, Hey, did you, have you had a devotional yet? Or, and, um, that seems to be working for us. My daughter recently just got water baptized and she came to the, she was not pushing me for six months and I was making sure, Hey, do you know what it means? Do you understand it? You know, let's sit down and talk. And we had a good conversation. She realized what sin is. And I never really even had to have those deep conversations with her, but um, I, I, I try to just, share life with her and the beauty of the the gift of God and the house of God. And, um, and sadly she's a PK. So she sees <laughs> some of the um, negative sides of ministry, uh, yeah. the stress it can cause on a family. But, but I really try to stress my first ministry is my family, then the church and I, I think they feel that. I think my kids feel that my family feels that. So um, sure. I don't want to be one way I, and one way at home, you know? I agree. I agree. Uh, old Bible college professor said 99% is caught. 1% is taught. And, yeah. uh, you know, if our kids don't see us uh, living what we talk about, then, you know, we're the biggest hypocrites of all. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, I learned the, I learned the hard way that, um, you know, you have to be available to other people, but you have to protect your kids and family. That's a, uh, it's hard balance sometimes, man, because you love people and the way we do ministry here. And I know you're the same as we're family. You know, I really try to bring people in as family, not just congregants or, you know, I want that family dynamic and I treat their kids like I treat my kids with honor and respect. And, um, yeah. And, and to your point, you know, I think as a, somebody asked me, what's my, my heart's greatest desire. And I said, man, I, I just want, one day when I'm in heaven, I want to know that my kids found their way there as well, that they found Jesus, that they found hope yeah. and life in him. And uh, man, as a parent, that's all you can want, right? I just, you just want your kids to heaven with you, you know? <laughs> man, I, yeah, man, that speaks volumes uh, to like your legacy and your desire for it. That's the, I mean, that's my desire too. I, I want my kids to find Jesus, love Jesus more than me. And on, on their own, um, but I don't want them to get all crazy either. So <laughs> <laughs> like I was, but um, yeah, I feel that that's, that's, that's good, bro. I like that. I feel you. So um, I know you said 15 years, I celebrate my wife and I 20 years, uh, May 24th coming up in about a week. Congratulations. And so yeah, man, congrats to you guys as well. So 15 years of marriage and uh, gosh, it seems like uh, um, a, crazy statistic to say I've been married 20 years. I've, for me personally, I've outlasted uh, all of my parents' marriage put together. Like not, not my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, they've been married 43, 44 years, but my parents, my mom and dad um, have wow. each been married a couple of times and I've been married longer than either of them ever uh, in their marriages. So um, 15 years of marriage, man, why don't you tell us how Maybe some some secrets. Some what's the secret sauce? What's the what do you and Rebecca do to <laughs> what do you and Rebecca do to keep things uh, man keep things solid between the two of you? Get time together, keep each other's heart. Yeah, jeez, uh, um, we don't quit. That's kind yeah. of become a mantra, you know, uh, uh, a Perez family kind of thing. It we don't quit. We keep going. Um, it's too easy to quit. Life does come hard and we understand that, um, but uh, we've determined in our hearts not to quit and to forgive. We're getting better at forgiveness than we were in the first 
you know, 10 years or so, we're getting better. I'm getting better at getting it over, getting over arguments quicker. Um, so, uh, I'm getting better at controlling, uh, myself. I think one of the secret things that, that has helped me in the last four years since moving out here is realizing I cannot, um, you know, whenever there's conflict or tension, I cannot control her. I can only control me. And, and early on in marriage, (laughs) I was trying to control her. Um, her reactions, her responses, things coming out, you know, and vice versa. I think, I think now that I'm focused on Max, serve your wife, love your wife. And I'm more partnering with the Holy spirit um, as opposed to kind of later on having to repent (laughs) for taking things on my own. (laughs) Um, It's helped, it's helped our, it's helped our relationship, you know? So as far as keeping it fresh, um, since we moved out here, we don't have a lot of family. So we're trying to create a culture where uh, the church is family and um, watching kids and babysitting. So we try different things. Um, we love Airbnbs. So we do a lot of those. Um, <laughs> we like walks. We like date nights. Um, and lately we just liked uh, working out together. Honestly, it's been, it's been okay. a, yeah, it's been a positive change in our marriage. So we just try to keep things fresh and communicate, communicate, communicate uh, as much as we can. Yeah, so. absolutely, man. Serving your wife is, uh, yeah, I hear that part, man, a lot because there are so many people that, man, what can I get out of the relationship? What's my wife doing for me? What hasn't she done for me? And, um, you know, the old analogy, man, whenever you got one finger pointing out, there's three fingers pointing back. And yeah, one of the most powerful things for me in our relationship, and I don't get it right all the time anymore, was learning to come to the table of discussion with this is how I feel about our relationship, like you said. And then once I got my feelings out without them being directed at her or pointed at her, this is how I feel about what's going on or what's happening, then allowing her to say, well, this is how I feel. And then once all the feelings and thoughts are on the table, then filtering through and finding out what's real and what's not. And because the enemy sprinkle a lot of deceit a lot of lies and he gets in our own heads and our own mm-hmm. thoughts and mm-hmm. like you said so often instead of just allowing them to be who god has created them to be and coming alongside one another we think that we're like a bonus potter on the wheel let me just <laughs> yeah. get on there you know yeah. let me just get there in shape and you ever see the old movie you ever see the old movie ghost patrick swayze yes that's yes. us okay <laughs> <laughs> like do it like this. <laughs> so now I'm getting some weird Whoopi Goldberg, like you know, <laughs> in my head. Uh, but yes, for sure, for sure, um, for sure. Um, last thing, man. You know, don't want to keep too long. But um, the third thing is, um, what advice would you have? You know, you're leading families and you're trying to be that example of a family. What advice would you have for families right now in 2023 that are raising kids? I know you can say you got a 10 and a three-year-old mind range from 17 all the way down to three years old uh, as well. So what, what would be your wisdom as a pastor? You know, somebody comes to you, they're, they're, they're raising a kid. What's your pastoral advice, brother? Uh, well, uh, obviously Christ has to be the center of it all. Marriage, relationships, family, leading. If, uh, if, if the husband and the wife or mom and dad are not submitted to the lordship of the lord that's number one they're gonna have a hard time raising you'll have a hard time raising your kids in this climate that we're living in with all the agendas being pushed out and 
Um, so the first and foremost, you know, keep your heart soft towards Jesus, his yeah. Lordship. Yeah. Um, you got to lean on the Holy spirit every day. Um, he is smarter than you and <laughs> he, know, he knows what to say at the right time and just be obedient to that. Um, I would, I would encourage families to get around other families. That's what church community is so important. Um, be transparent. If you are having a hard time, um, in your family dynamic, talk to someone about it. Yeah. Talk to your pastor, talk to a spiritual leader, talk to a friend. They might have a strategy that's outside the box that'll help you parent a little bit better when you come across issues that are extremely difficult to manage through. Yeah. Um, or even they might give you some creative ideas for fun family time. You know, we need each other sure. to get better and to sharpen one another. So I, I would encourage families to, to be transparent with one another. You know, that there was an old saying, um, it's not, it's not a very good saying, but it's kind of like what, what happens in the house stays in the house kind of a, yeah. a yeah. thing. Yeah. And I get, I get that to an extent of honoring and protecting one another. Um, but if you're drowning, then that's when you need uh, help and you need outside counsel and, and sure. pastors or pastors to come in and say, Hey, let me pray with you. Let me talk with you. How could I help? And um, then, you know, you'll, you'll make it through. So follow the Lordship of, the, of Jesus, surrender, have community <laughs> and uh, try your best. Don't be so hard on yourself, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I, I heard it recently said um, instead of try harder, um, it would be a better phrase when it comes to a relationship with Jesus, surrender more. Surrender more. That's good. And, um, you know, I've been thinking about that lately instead of just because we can bang our heads up against the wall and go, you know, but oftentimes it's when we get ourselves out of the way and we say, all right, I surrender, not my way, right. my will, but yours be done. And I think you're about that whole keeping it in the house. I think we've seen too many uh, situations of abuse and too many situations of like, it's like, if there are people in your life that you can trust, if you're hurting, you're broken, find those people you can trust and allow them to help you. And, um, and if you're that person he hearing, hear it and do, do what's right with it, you know, trust the Lord with the information you're given, you know, cause it, right. it is hard, man. Our kids are facing so many different things. There's the competitive spirit and there's like, not just the physical world they live in, but the digital world that we're running up against. And, right. uh, you know, protecting the eye gates, the ear gates, you know, and then I think what's running rampant in our culture is just, man, um, he's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love. And that last part, I don't think we hinge on enough, a sound mind. And it's like, yeah, or we need sound minds for our families and yeah, man. And uh, filtering out the noise because the, the enemy, he likes to create a lot of noise, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and specifically too, like if you're raising your family and you, you looking at other people's families and assuming what's going on and it's all good and you start comparing, yeah. there's a saying, a model that I've been using a lot lately. Um, uh, when you compare and compete, you live in defeat. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, this idea of if I'm going to compare my family to yours or my marriage to yours or the way you bring up your kids to mine, um, I'm probably going to beat myself up for not thinking that I'm not as good as you, but you have no idea what's going on in that family. Right. So we treasure, you know, one of the things I say, treasure what God has given you, steward what God has given you to the very best, use a heart of surrender, serve. And uh, 
celebrate other families wins, you know, and serve when they need help. So yeah. you don't get caught up in that competitiveness and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, try to take what they're doing and make it yours. It doesn't work. <laughs> I would. No, I posted that the other day, that scripture, it always stands out to me in first Corinthians 13. I mean, if we just go right there, love, yeah. thinks best. love, thinks yeah. best at all times. And yeah, I had that great book honors reward. I mean, just, if we're looking to honor one another in a right. culture, we're always looking to help not to say I'm better. I've done more, but Hey, I can. I can relate to what you're going through. I understand where you're at. I'm here. I can help. Or yep. I'm always trying to tell people, hey, you know, I got these shoes over here on sale. I got this, you know, I mean, hey, I, you buy a sports equipment for your kids. Here's an extra coupon, you know. Yeah. I think when we do that, you know, it, it, those are the little opening doors, right? You know, I, I'm always a firm believer. Paul planted Apollos water. God provided the increase that we are either sowing seed or we're watering seed that's already been sown. Right. And if we'll just keep sowing seeds, like here's a coupon, that might be the seed that opens the door to that family receiving Christ that maybe has never received him before, you know, on the sports team that you're coaching or being on. We just never despise the day, the small beginnings. You know what I mean? Like you said, if we're looking to be Christ-like, God things will happen. Not just good things, God things will happen. Yeah, that's that's good. That's really good. Yeah, for sure. So we're winding up here. And again, I don't want to take too much time. I appreciate you taking the time out of your family, your life. And uh, wanted to just finish, you know, this is a spiritual podcast, a uh, church and stuff. And uh, great first episode. Really thank you for being the inaugural guest here and talking about family matters. And uh, we'll have to come back on again and get Reba on here with you and see if I can talk my wife into getting on camera and uh, do a little something, you know. For sure. That'd be good. But um, if you could, can you just say a prayer for families real quick here to to finish us up today and um, and kind of take us home? Sure, man. Thanks. I think this is a great um, podcast and idea. And uh, Father, I just come before you. We we thank you for um, families. I pray over every family that will watch this, every husband, every wife, single mom family, mixed families. Lord, I I, I ask you, Lord, to just touch whoever's listening, lead them, God, to truth, help them, Father, to find peace, which surpasses all understanding. Lord, remove guilt, remove shame, remove the not enough slogan that so many families are have adopted because they're comparing or they're struggling. Father, I ask right now by your spirit that you would, would cover the minds of families, cover, Father, the homes, Lord. Lord, I'm reminded, Father, uh, of the scripture that says, uh, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I pray, God, that more families will be bolder about their faith and their serving of one another. And God, I pray, Father, just divine protection around the minds of the children and the minds of the parents. I thank you that you've given us the family, that you've given us family, that you allow us to steward family. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would uh, continue to, to lead families towards you. And let, let, let us be lighthouses in our communities, Father. And where we are, we're showing the love of God to, to each other first, Lord, hallelujah, and into the world. And Lord, I just pray just divine protection and covering and purpose and destiny and values to be established in homes. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Powerful prayer. And uh, praying for your families there in Albany. And uh you and Rebecca specifically, man, that your marriage and your family would be strengthened. I know what it's like raising a three-year-old who is a princess 
and full of love and sass and all the good stuff. So (laughs) from the victorious living family, man, to the legacy family, uh, we love you guys. We pray for you often and uh, we will talk to you soon. That is it, ladies and gentlemen, for our first episode of Stuff on the Church and Stuff podcast. God bless. Thanks for tuning into Church and Stuff podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and that you would consider hitting the subscribe button to make sure that you get all future content from Victorious Living Church. May God bless you.